Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another special edition of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? My name is JD. Michelle, why are we being so proper and enunciative? Is that even a word, enunciative? You just well, you now came I'm self conscious of it. I was just so excited. <laughs> This is my favorite episode every year, and it's only our second time doing it. <laughs> it's and it's our first episode of the year, which apparently like really doesn't speak well towards your thoughts on what we do the rest of the year, Michelle. We I don't peak know. Right at the beginning. Yep, that's exactly it. Peak, and then we just go downhill. Spooktober, wow. we got some good stuff, but then it's just dumpster fire from then on <laughs> a deliberate dumpster fire on my end to be fair i do like being a dumpster fire michelle uh, basically well, yeah. hangs out and does this show because she is endlessly amused by how much i babble about dumb shit yeah that's exactly <laughs> it and i just show up and i have little quips and then i go back to my dungeon where i belong your dungeon uh, well what are we doing today dungeons? michelle what are we doing <laughs> This is our best of 2023 episode. I'm yes. so excited. Uh, if you're new to the show and this is the one that you're checking out, hey, hi, hello. So glad also, to hear great from you. choice on a starting point. Both the exactly. first of the year and a best of retrospective. Oh, Thanks man, you're going to be so us. excited. We are going to keep it very spoiler light because there are going to be things that neither of us have seen that we put on our best of list. Um, so don't worry, we are definitely not going to get into the depths of the things we are talking about because we don't want to spoil it for each other and you guys. Also, um, to also, be fair, we're talking about some movies that go all the way back to very early in the year that I haven't had a chance to watch again, so memory <laughs> might be a little hazy. That is true. Uh, if you have not tuned in before, we do watch Shudder. Shudder is basically uh, Netflix, but for horror movies, except, you know, a little bit more ethical as far as I'm concerned. Fuck off Netflix asking me today if I want to pay $8 more to get a better quality streaming on my TV. Jesus. Fuck you. I give you so much money and they're like, oh, and then they show a side-by-side -side comparison of this is what you could be getting. I'm like, no. I will deal. Fuck off. Anyway, uh, don't yeah. need to talk about Netflix. No, we that, will talk no, about. No, no. Let's let Netflix has become just a hilarious joke uh, yeah. because all these other places were like, well, wait, why would we give them our content to make all this money when we can just establish our own service? And then they have like, I, I don't, I still don't understand how it works from a financial perspective and how it's legal, but, like, the company is basically hemorrhaging money, but they're not being held accountable for it yet for some reason. Like, they can they can write off their debts against, like, future years for... I don't know how it works. Anyway... We're canceling uh, today's gonna... episode. This is now our Netflix rant. Well, an and this is this is what's gonna this is what's slowly happening to them is they're gradually driving off more and more people for a variety of reasons. Not the least of which is again, they don't have nearly the stranglehold on streaming content that they used to have. Uh, but uh, and then they're trying to siphon even more money out of the people that are sticking around. I resubscribed to Netflix for the first time. Uh, I got their their most affordable uh, package, 
And surprise, what can't you do with their most affordable package? Watch things on your Google Chromecast. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm never giving them a dollar ever again. We have opinions. Uh, I'm so, not on I'm my top you, five list. I am so Netflix. glad Mike Flanagan's Dark Tower is on Amazon Prime. Fuck Netflix. Ooh, imagine siding with Bezos over... Like, I mean, that's yeah, how bad they've yeah, gotten. Yeah, it's, that's it's, the level fair. we're at. Ugh. I guess what it's I one... should say is I'm glad it's just not on Netflix because that's fair. I love me some <laughs> Flanagan's, and I've never read a oh, single man. word of The Dark Tower, and I'm really curious to see what the big deal is. So they're good. Books. Anyway, we'll get that another. Episode. I promise this is a best of 2023 episode, guys. Just Michelle it? touched a nerve there, and I this is apparently. This is, look, if this is the first time you've tuned in, this is basically, we were talking about this right before we started recording. This is basically uh, the whole point of the show is uh, Michelle just takes a, a sick, uh, a, a sick, a mordant pleasure in listening to me rant like a doofus and then occasionally yeah. chimes in with her, her hilarious quips and then you how did you opinions. describe it? Go back to your dungeon? Yeah, and I go back to my dungeon where I belong. I just come out and I'm like, Ugh, who wants to hear a joke? Back I go. It's <laughs> great. I'm a dungeon dweller. I tell people I'm elusive because if you invite me someplace, I might show up as like a surprise. But who's a surprise? <laughs> They're like, well, you made it to your own birthday party. I was like, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, uh, okay, anyway, best of 2023. <laughs> uh, we do have a quick list of our Shutter favorites, but we're not going to get into them too much because, frankly, we have episodes on each of these, and you can right. go find them. And actually, here are very uh, detailed explanations of what we thought about each of these. Yeah, um, Michelle's got, got a my... top five, and I've got yeah. a top five. Uh, and there's tons of overlap. There's a decent amount of overlap, <laughs> and the interesting thing is, if I, I think if we expanded it out to a top 10, the ones that are on your list that aren't on mine and the ones that are on my list that aren't on yours would be in that top 10 list with each other. So Absolutely. They're, yeah, so... Uh, and we have very uh, different opinions on things, yeah, so this us a, liking both of these is This good. This year had, had some real definitive, clear high points, which isn't to say that there was a lot of garbage by any means. Uh, there were just a few films that really, really stood out amongst the pack. Michelle, do you want to start out with... Uh, like, What order do you have your films listed in? Uh, my Shutter ones, I was able to put with a numbered order of this is my favorite this is my least favorite okay. um, because for me it was a very clear okay order for once um yeah, i have a hard um, time doing that usually for for me uh there are certain films on the list that i think i would have known uh where they, but uh just uh, several films uh two or three of these that it just would have been impossible for me because they're very different films but they're fantastic in, in their own right so what i've done uh, is I've just put my five films. Uh, these are uh, all five, all films that I gave five skulls to. There were six films this year that I gave five skulls to, and I so I had to uh, bring it down uh, to uh, to five for this episode. Uh, and uh, uh, we'll talk about the one I left off when we do some honorable mentions, which I'm sure is something we're gonna do. But uh, so mine are just in in the order they were released is is how I have mine set up. Uh, so Perfect. Michelle, what's uh, uh, I assume then let's you'll start at the bottom. What's the number five on your list? 
Number five is shark exploitation. The documentary about documentary the history of makes shark your films. Top five. Wow. I, I like love it. documentaries. Every month I watch a lot of documentaries. Um, shark exploitation. I love this one. I I don't really love. I can't say I don't love shark movies because you have things like Jaw, but uh, Jaws, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but when you have like so many Sharknadoes, that's not my thing. I liked how this went into the history um, and showed where the good points were, where the bad points were, all of the things that influenced where we are today with shark films um, and just kind of it, it was comprehensive there were so many things on that list that i had never heard of and was very excited to put on my list and watch in the future so yeah shark exploitation a documentary made my top five i love that that documentary it's great yeah it was a it was a fantastic uh, uh documentaries are one of the only kind of films that for me uh, it's okay if they if they have if they get a little long in the tooth. You know what I mean? Like I can handle a three hour documentary as long as it's uh, it, it's really quality work and it's it's involving if it's got a good story to tell. Uh, and this is a this is an exhaustive look at uh, uh, curiously not just uh, the shark exploitation genre and its evolution, uh, starting from just a couple specific films. Uh, but also some some small elements in here talking about bizarrely in a lot. Of, I, I feel like how Jaws and a few specific uh, shark exploitation movies did real life legitimate mm-hmm. damage to shark populations around the world, like caused legitimate environmental devastation. Uh, because these movies affected people on a on a, a root cultural level so so incredibly, uh, it, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I did not know, uh, and so in addition to being just an exotic, like there were so many movies. This movie, this documentary, is the reason. I know about Forest of the Dead Sharks. And if you have never seen Forest of the Dead Sharks, you have to see it. Please do me a favor and don't watch the first two minutes. Skip the first two minutes and watch Forest of the Dead Sharks on YouTube. Oh, it's it's like 45 minutes long. It's phenomenal. Uh, maybe the most independent film I have ever seen in my life. So good. Definitely a, a great, movie. Great choice. <laughs> did you watch it? Yeah, I did. Yes. <laughs> you insisted it's so, I had to. It's so ridiculous. Oh, it's it was a good time. Definitely a movie. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Um, num- the first one on my list was the one that was released uh, earliest. Uh, and this is a film called No Sibo, uh, starring Ava Green. Uh, and uh, I'll be honest with you, this is the one that I have the vaguest memory of right now. Uh, I remember some stuff with a with a spooky dog that was really problematic. Uh, I, I resemble I, I, what I remember mostly is Ava Green and Mark Strong just giving incredible performances. Uh, what I what I I'm finding here is is that what I need to do is I need to go back and watch this movie again. Again, there are elements of it that I remember. Uh, I, here's what I know. I gave it five skulls, 
And maybe what I, I need to do is just go back and listen to my episode about it. And you guys can go back and listen to our episode about it, too. And we can find out what we liked about Nocebo. Uh, Ava Green, fantastic in everything. She was great in this. Mark Strong was great. Uh, uh, sort of a witchy folk horror things going on. I, I, that much I recall, and it was a good time. Excellent. What did uh, you think of No I don't have additional comments. Oh, I liked it. Okay. They can go check out the episode. Yeah. I don't have a lot of words. Fair enough. What's number four? You're always good with words. I go, things are good. <laughs> Michelle's like, yeah, uh, that, that about covers it. <laughs> yep. No, exactly. You. Everything you said. Uh, so my next one is Brooklyn 45. Uh, this is where five military vet- veterans get together uh, in order to help out their friend. Um, and it becomes uh, very much a huge, very heavy drama for a significant portion of it. And that is kind of my favorite part of it. Um, but there is a very good supernatural element and some really fun uh, special effects when they get into that. Um, I think I like this because I was a theater kid and this feels like something that I could watch on stage. And I really like that form of uh, movie storytelling where you could do this exactly as it is and it would still be good on stage. I think that's a good indication that something was well-directed, amazing acting, incredible editing. Everything comes together so it feels like you're living in the moment with these people. There is no you know, jump in time and gloss over of things and no problem with movies that do do that um i just really you love when i get to see do. that and see i know i know <laughs> i did uh to love when i get to see that and get to see it done well and this tells a very interesting story so brooklyn 45 gets my number four spot nice uh next one on my list again in uh, release order after nocebo is uh, another kind of witchy movie uh, folk horror type vibe but also uh, some things that uh, that are very unique that I, I enjoyed. Uh, it's uh, a movie called uh, Hoysera, the Bone Woman. Uh, oh, so crickety-crackety. Yeah, uh, it's got... Uh, this is a movie that does... A, ver- a lot of times movies try to do too much and they end up not doing anything, uh, any of those different elements, any favors. This is a movie that manages to incorporate a lot of different things. There's some supernatural spookiness. There's some folk horror. There's some body horror. There's a lot of different stuff going on here. There's also this hilarious subplot about Hellraiser. If you, uh, if you, uh, if you know what's going on, uh, a movie that I just it just kind of came out of left field for me. I I had no awareness of it. Uh, I, uh, as I understand, it was definitely getting some notice on the festival circuit and that sort of thing. Uh, but I loved this movie. I thought it was a very original take, uh, on kind of a, a, a witchy folk horror movie. I'm sure it just comes from a, a cultural tradition that I'm not familiar with, but that's, what's awesome about bringing those things in is because they're new stories we're able to be exposed to. Uh, fantastic film, Hoysera the Bone Woman. Very crickety-crackety. Very, it it does get very crickety-crackety at times, and we know that's one of my favorite things. I know, it is. Bone crunching is a, ooh, that's a, that's a real horror for me that it's like, oh, it makes me cringe, but I also really enjoy it. Oh, bone crunching. I feel that. 
I feel that. <laughs> uh, my number three spot, a lot of people are going to hate this. Deal with it. It's our show, VHS 85. <laughs> I love this. Is it my favorite of the VHS series? Potentially. I loved every single segment in this. I thought it was so fun. And there is one in particular right in the middle about... Uh, We'll just say virtual reality and a stage performance that stuck with me and really, really bumped this up. But there's also one that was written, directed, created by, however that is, uh, the guy who made Sinister. And it felt like an extension of Sinister. It was so dark and so upsetting and everything I love about Sinister was present in that short. Uh, there's also a lot of other good things, but man, VHS, it feels like it really came back. And it came back hard with VHS 85. Um, I'm a little worn out on the series. And this one, oh, it came back fully. And I love VHS 85. I've watched it a couple times now. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I enjoyed the film. Uh, as memory serves, I, I, I still feel that uh, uh, last year's, uh, was it was VHS 99, uh, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it was the year. Uh, I still uh, find that one uh, 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 better than 85, uh, especially because of of uh, To Hell and Back. Uh, last year really was the uh, uh, the the year of the winters uh, with Deadstream and To Hell and Back in VHS 99. Um, but yeah, VHS 85, that segment you were talking about with the, uh, the virtual reality uh, uh, stage sort of performance art thing, uh, definitely my favorite portion of that film. Just really incredibly well done. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 we're, I'm not the biggest fan of anthologies, but I do think uh, that, because uh, I was not a fan of the original, uh, like the sort of the first half of the VHS franchise, but the three that Shudder has done since getting in there with uh, with everybody and, and reviving the franchise... Uh, I, I feel like uh, I think 99 is the best and then 85 is number two and then uh, and then 95 was was pretty solid as well. But no, it's this is I, I, I don't have any problem with this making a top five list at all. No. Good. Other people will. <laughs> well, other people can. <laughs> I've seen the it. comments. <laughs> I know. God forbid okay, people your, have uh, opinions, you know? <laughs> uh, I know. This is why I just don't. I'm just a blank slate uh, of whatever other people like. I will regurgitate back at them. Please like me. Fair, fair. Uh, okay, what's your next one? Uh, my, my number three in release order, and one of the reasons why I decided I had to do this in release order, because it's one of two, possibly three, that I simply could not choose which one was better than the other. Uh, but this is the one you just talked about at number four, Brooklyn 45. Uh, this movie, uh, as I recall from the episode we did about it, uh, my comment was I, the first time I watched it, uh, I wasn't 100% paying full attention. And by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, I need to watch this again immediately with full attention because I think this movie is a lot better than uh than I was noticing and it's phenomenal it's uh you're you're right this could be uh, a stage performance with some uh, some in, some uh uh budget invested into some special effects speaking of special effects all these classic like like practical effect like in camera on screen things happening uh some awesome like 
80s Ghostbuster ghost effects, all sorts of things. Um, a fantastic, genuine ensemble cast. Uh, and it does that thing that, uh, that Mike Flanagan does. Uh, I, I reference Flanagan a lot. It does that thing where it succeeds in a lot of scares and moments because it very literally makes you forget you're watching a horror movie and just draws you into the performances that are happening. Uh, Brooklyn 45, one of my absolute favorite films of the year. Fantastic. Awesome, awesome. My number two spot, I know this is one of your top two for sure. I actually think we have the same top two. There's Probably. no way we don't. Yeah, so in order, I'm just going to say what my top two are. Go ahead. If that sounds good. Okay, so number two, Birth Slash Rebirth. Uh, and number one, When Evil Lurks. Uh, These two stand out so much. Uh, birth Slash Rebirth, fucking love medical horror. This is definitely medical horror. It's kind of Frankenstein-y. Love that. Uh, when Evil Lurks, so gruesome. And I love the world building. I don't have a lot to say about either of these because if you haven't seen them, you should go see them. Form an opinion. It's okay if you don't love them like I did, uh, but watch them. I don't want to tell you too much. And then afterwards, you can go check out our episodes about it, but those two, by far, stand out for a slash rebirth when evil lurks. Yeah, and the uh, the only difference between me and you is I have them in the other order because when evil lurks was, re was released uh, first. Uh, when evil lurks <laughs> for sure and probably birth rebirth, these are the other two uh, that, uh, like, like, again, because these two movies are so different from each other and they're all so different from Brooklyn 45, uh, I, I, it's hard to say ultimately which one I thought was better. But yeah, When Evil Lurks, uh, first of all, fucking, like, this is the savage crown of the year, right? Like, at least from, from mm -hmm. what I've seen, this movie is brutal. It's twisted. It's disgusting. It is. It's genuine horror, but it never gets to that level where you feel like it's uh, it's it's trying to just be gross, right? Like everything serves a part. It all plays into itself. It's a fantastic story. Uh, you're right. The world building is awesome. Uh, and it expects you to come along with it. It gives you everything you need, but it doesn't spoon feed things to you. You have to really pay attention to know what's going on. And I loved it. And then Birth Slash Rebirth. Uh, yeah, medical horror, but also uh, one of the best uh, uh, character horror and, and ethical horror films uh, mm -hmm. we've seen in a while. And one of those films that uh, uh, really makes you stop and think like, well, I, I mean, is is what some of these characters do in this film really all that unbelievable? Is it really all that untenable that people in distress and suffering might go to these lengths to do things? Yeah, uh, just uh, it, it's that great story. Again, also great performances across the board in that film. Uh, Carla from Scrubs is in it, and she's fantastic. Uh, it's, yeah, this is a, this is a great film, uh, as well. And, and you should go check them out. You should also check out our, our episodes about all of these films. Absolutely. Right so on. to recap, I'm going to go through my list Do really it. quickly, just in case people are taking notes. Number five, Sharksploitation. Number four, Brooklyn 45. 
Number three, VHS 85. Number two, Birth Rebirth. I just like to say the slash for fun. And number one, When Evil Lurks. And my five, which again are just ordered in release order, uh, starting off the year with Nocebo, followed by Huesera the Bone Woman, Brooklyn 45, When Evil Lurks, and Birth Rebirth. Uh, so three of the five uh, titles, the same for both of us. Uh, and uh, again, I, I double checked and uh, the ones that we don't cross over on uh, the other person's scores are all, I think, at least four skulls for, for all of them. Uh, the, uh, the one I do want to mention as an honorable mention because it was a five skull movie. Uh, and <laughs> there's been a lot of back and forth between Michelle and I about this one because she's very upset with me about uh, about how little seriousness I actually put into these scores. Uh, but that movie is called oh, The Puppet Man. No. Uh, the Puppet Man was on first... Like, I, I stand by the fact that oh, The Puppet Man on first viewing was a five-skull experience. That movie made me shout at my TV several times. Uh, as a second watch, which I've done, it, it, it honestly, it didn't have a lot of legs. Uh, I think it's one of those movies where once you've seen it, you're going to be good. Uh, but it was a five-skull first experience, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. But I had to leave one of them off because I had six, and it was a top five list. And I guess technically, by banking in an honorable mention, I haven't actually left it off of anything. Uh, but there you go. You want to throw one more in there, Michelle, to make up for my jerkness on, on slamming another one in there? Nope. Okay. You're good. Okay. Am I? <laughs> you were not a big fan of the Puppet yeah. Man. I was not, and unfortunately, that's one of the episodes where the creator of the movie listened to the episode. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, he was so very understanding. My... I know, I know, but I'm just like, God damn it. Listen to the ones where I like your stuff <laughs> only. Message me, ask how I felt about the movie, and then I will tell you if you should listen yeah. to the episode. More importantly, go <laughs> check out oh, all man. of these movies that we've been talking about, guys. Yeah. Watch all the stuff that Shudder does. We do, you Form should opinions. too. We do more than yeah. just watch Shudder, though. We, uh, of course, like we watch all the so much horror movies from all sorts of places. So many. Uh, and so, so many. we have also put together uh, top five uh, horror and horror adjacent films that we saw this year that were not Shudder releases. I have my top five. Mine again are just in release order because I'm terrible at. Uh, at, at ranking things again because I don't really take yep, these sorts of things random. seriously. Uh, but yep. uh, I have a clear number one uh, spot, but so do I. Else, it's just how I. Yeah, I. List. You know, yeah. honestly, this one would be easier to put in a in a one through five order than the 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 shutter ones would be. But since I did the one list in release order, we'll do them both that way. I think that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. As it turns out, and the, I like chaos. As it turns out, the most items. recently released one is definitely the number one anyway. So uh, we'll get to it. Michelle yep. knows. Some of you already know I too do. if you listen to our our December recap episode already. Anyway, Michelle, should I start this one since you started the first one? I was gonna say. You go ahead and start off this one because I started the other Yeah, one. so non-Shutter movies this year that I saw that I absolutely goddamn loved. We got to go all the way back to literally the first major horror release of the year. I think it came out on like January 5th or 6th. It's a movie that I expected to hate and it just blew me away. Uh, and that is uh, Megan. I loved this movie so much. 
in a year where there have been several genuinely funny uh, sort of horror comedy uh, films, uh, this movie manages to be super creepy in a lot of ways, but is also laugh out loud hilarious in a horror comedy way. Uh, it was so much better than I ever expected. I've watched it twice on streaming since it was in the theater. It's a good goddamn time, and I can't more strongly recommend that you go see it. It is a movie that is absurd and knows that it is absurd yes. and leans into it. Yes. It's so fun. I have stopped rating horror movies as, is this good? Does this have good sound? Do I like the acting? How do I feel about the editing? And now a lot of my horror movies are just, was this fun? Yeah. Yes. It's all about yes. feeling, Megan is man. fun. Like, did I enjoy this experience? And it definitely helped that we saw this in a pretty, uh, it wasn't sold out by any means, but it was a pretty crowded theater. It was packed. Uh, so, it was, it was yeah. pretty good. Uh, this movie has one of the, like, if you ever and why you ever would have had this thought i i don't know but like i never would have expected a moment in a movie where somebody breaks into song to be one of the most hilarious and simultaneously creepy things i've ever seen in my life <laughs> but this there's just so many moments it's so great it knows exactly what it is like you said if you haven't seen it go see it what was your well, number five i'm glad well, I'm glad that you put Megan on your list because I am going to cheat a little bit then okay. because I had two movies and I wasn't sure what which to put on the list. I did put Megan, but the other one I wasn't positive about because technically it's a 2022 release. It did not get a U.S. release until 2020. Oh, well, there's one of those so you know on what? my list as well. The next one I'm going to talk about is the Perfect. same situation. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, then I am going to throw this one to my list. Sorry, Megan, you're getting bumped off. Project Wolf Hunting. Okay. Uh, this is brutal. The kill count is high. Uh, it is a bunch of prisoners who are on a ship from the Philippines back to Korea. Uh, and uh, they are all criminals. Very, very uh, brutal criminals, we'll say. They, they did a lot to wind up in their situation. And you can imagine on a ship when a bunch of prisoners are present and angry uh, that all hell will break loose. But the reason it breaks loose is so beyond what I was expecting. Um, and it really comes out of nowhere. And it, oh my God, the special effects in this are great. It is incredibly bloody. It probably has the highest number of dead people I saw in a movie this year. So Project Wolf Hunting from Korea, so fantastic, streaming on Screenbox right now. You should go check it out. Yeah, this is one that I still haven't had a chance to check out. Uh, I was actually just about to ask you if that was still a, 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 a Screenbox title. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, no, I've heard a lot about it, uh, specifically from Michelle, and it's uh, it's definitely one on my tragically long list of stuff that I still even haven't seen this year. I haven't seen that. I still haven't seen Malum, which is crazy because I was actually a fan of oh Last God. Shift and I kind of want to see what they did with it. So watch many them things. in order. Rewatch Last Shift. I still got to see uh, 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 
black mold on tubi uh there's actually a couple of tubi oh. originals that i'm really looking forward to checking okay. out there on my list uh, so many anyway i want to talk to you about black mold when you're done so many way, movies note, because i just watched it so many movies yep. uh so okay. well what's your number four spot? yeah my number four same situation this is one that was doing festivals in 2022 but it wasn't readily available in the states until hulu put it out uh, earlier this year uh, this is one that I know, uh, this is kind of my, uh, my we're all going to the world's fair of, of the year. Uh, this is a movie called Ennis Main. Uh, that's spelled E-N-Y-S space M-E-N. Uh, Ennis Main is, is the film, uh, it is a very, uh, it's, it's hard to describe the film without saying too much. Uh, I think it's fair and not too much to say it is a sort of ghost story uh, in, in ways. It's uh, it's about a lady who is uh, by herself on an island off uh, the coast of Cornwall. And uh, she's doing some research out there. And, of course, isolation and emotional stress and, and other things. Uh, lead to some uh, some things that might be or might not be happy. It's it's a very um, uh, it's a very abstract film, but also uh, a film that I, I think if you spend time with it, I've seen it four times now. Uh, it definitely starts to reveal itself and has some very interesting. The whole thing shot on sixteen millimeter. It's it's a beautiful movie to look at. Uh, I was just enthralled by this film, and I strongly suggest people check it out. It's available on Hulu. Again, it's called Ennis Main, E-N-Y-S-M-E-N. Uh, it's Cornish. It means the Stone Island. I watched it again after you would not stop talking about it. <laughs> and uh, I do not enjoy it, but it is one of those movies that I can see why people who do enjoy it, I see why. Um, it's not the kind of thing I like watching, but I can be like, oh yeah, this is exactly JD's flavor of things. And I see it. It's not bad. It is not something that captures me. And I did have to try it. It's not Michelle's flavor, but guys, uh, if you're into, it's abstract, but it's not so like, it's clear that like, it's not one of those abstractions where you feel like even the people making it didn't have any idea what story they were telling and they were just throwing stuff at the wall. Like, there is underlying logic here, uh, but it takes some real some real time and effort to uh, to deconstruct. There's a lot going on, and it's fantastic. Mark Jenkin, the guy who wrote and directed it, is uh, also, I believe, uh, married... Uh, to uh, the uh, the lady Mary Woodvine who plays the uh, the researcher, and ninety five percent of the film is just her by herself, and it's ah, God, it's so good. I'll probably go watch it again sooner rather than later. You know what? For my number four spot, I'm going to uh, list my aunt at anus. <laughs> anus and you're going to list your, it correctly. Your, are you telling us that your anus was the the fourth best horror I'm movie gonna of the year? I'm going to list my my version of the anus man, uh, and that is the one that I loved and you did not enjoy, ah. which is very similar because it is a woman in isolation. Uh, the problem is that mine is better than yours, oh, wow. and that is. 
<laughs> I love this movie. My movie is No One Will Save You from Hulu. Have at it. Caitlin Deaver slash Dever. I'm not sure. I did not look it up. Uh, she plays a lady who lives alone uh, in a house. She is very isolated. She does not keep up with the latest technology. She does not own a computer. But she doesn't have a PS5. What she does have is a lot of uh, self-loathing. And she just hangs out at home um, by herself. Nobody in the town will really speak to her. Uh, she's very isolated, but she likes it that way. And then suddenly some aliens show up and they're like, hey, you're all alone. We would like to be your Spoiler friend. And she's like, please alert. no. It's an alien movie. Yeah, Look at the poster. It's pretty obvious what kind of a movie it's it is. It's so yeah. an alien movie. But uh, there are some things about this that really blew me away. Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler to say. We'll say the dialogue is minimal. And once you realize that and you start paying attention to it and the way that the music carries the story instead... It was a beautiful, beautiful experience. I know that people hate the ending. I love the ending. We can talk about it if anybody has watched it and has opinions about it. But God, I love this movie. Um, it was a very beautiful horror movie. And I had a great time watching it and seeing what happened to her and her resilience of fighting these things off. Yeah. I, so no one will save you. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of this one uh, when I first watched it. I will say this. I, again, I don't want to say specifically uh, what Michelle was alluding to there. Uh, but, uh, uh, well, I, and look, it's been talked about so much at this point. It's not yeah, like it's a big secret. Yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler. Look, there's like two lines of dialogue in the entire film, right? Not because like everybody's mute or anything like that. It, it's just no dialogue in the movie because nobody talks to anybody. But the one... It feels so much more isolated. What I was going to say is, that. Uh, even oh. in our, our, our brief discussion of it in one of our, our We Watch Stuff episodes... The one thing I can say about it is it very successfully tells a very clear story with almost no dialogue at all. I was three quarters of the way into this film before it ever dawned on me that nobody had hardly spoken at all. Like, I, it was very good at telling its story. The story itself, uh, similar to uh, uh, to Ennis Main, was just, it, it wasn't really my sort of thing. Uh, I do think the the uh, I, I do, honestly I don't remember what my initial opinion on it, uh, but thinking back on the ending, the more I do think about it, I think there's a uh, uh, there's a certain level of sort of existential horror in that ending that I maybe didn't give it credit for. I may want to go back and revisit this one, but uh, no, certainly very successful at what it's trying to do, just not my flavor. I loved it. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what um, was your number three? Number three, uh, it, it, and again, in release order, number three is a movie that uh, it, it might be the happiest I've been uh, about a movie all year, and it was Evil Dead Rise. Uh, this... Uh, yeah, first of all, obviously, I'm a huge, huge fan of the original trilogy, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. And then uh, when Fidi Alvarez made his Evil Dead in uh, 2013, uh, I was real excited about it. And then I watched it, and man, was it not for me. 
Uh, I thought it it, uh, it had an idea of what Evil Dead was or could be that was just not interesting to me, uh, not effective in several ways. And I was really, really anxious about Evil Dead Rise. But Evil Dead Rise punches you in the face from about the third minute of the film and doesn't stop punching you in the face, manages to tell a really good, interesting story along the way, has of uh, it's bizarrely a really uh, a really well told family movie, uh, and just fucking splatter awesome. It has homages to the originals in all the right places without becoming uh, 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 overdone. Uh, God damn, it was so much fun. I cheered in the theater. I was so happy that this one was so good. And I, I, I've watched it again several times uh, since I believe it's on HBO Max. Uh, but God, what a, I hope they get this guy to make more because it was so good. Evil Dead Rise is one of those movies that I can't tell you a reason it's not on my top five. But I can't tell you a reason that it would be on my top five either. It's just the heart wants what it wants. There oh, were sure. other things that I enjoyed more. But it is a great it's movie. So good. Uh, you have no objection from me about that it was not my top but i think it was just a really good year for horror it was a good year. thank god good we've year. had some terrible years for horror and it just it couldn't cut it for me it's a great movie i agree fair enough fantastic what do you Very got gory. what do you got on number three uh, number three i am going with dark harvest uh this another one i have yet feature. to be able to see yeah yep. uh I am not a creature feature person, so I did not know how I was going to feel about watching a movie that is about Sawtooth Jack, a guy that shows up once a year and harasses a town, essentially. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. But the hokey special effects are something that they lean into. And aside from the actual creature itself, everything else is so beautiful to look at, so incredibly dark story-wise. I really cared about the characters and what they were going through. Um, it's apparently based on a book that I do plan on reading because I need to know how their town wound up in the situation that they're in. Uh, it's very similar to... Oh, uh, like when evil lurks, we had talked about how they had their own world that's just been established. And now these are the rules of the world. And it doesn't matter that it's different from our own. These are just the rules and we've accepted them. And that's the same situation. Dark Harvest of this is just the rules of this world and nobody questions it. Um, it is very, very brutal. I love when I get a surprisingly good kill and oh man, there's a lot of blood. Uh, they must have had a very high blood budget and used all of it um, because it is it is so red. Um, I, I love Dark Harvest. It was one that had gotten a lot of... Uh, uh, like talk from festivals that it showed up at and I thought there's no way it's going to live up to the hype no it lived up to the hype and then it exceeded it so Dark Harvest love that movie nice I am very much looking forward uh, to checking that out uh, first chance I get yeah, like I said yet another one that's on my oh maybe someday I'll get to everything I still need to see <laughs> list uh, number yeah, four. When I'm dead, I'm looking forward to uh, it. Number four for me is a movie that came out, I believe, back in August uh, that I just saw recently. Michelle uh, saw it, I believe, in the theater. And uh, uh, it seems to have been a somewhat divisive movie, but we're both very big on it. And that's a movie called Cobweb. Uh, I really, really I enjoyed did not this see it movie. In the you did not? 
It's on. No, it's on Hulu oh, now, though. Yeah. So people can check it out. For sure. I had to wait. Oh. It was one I was very excited about. No, and yep, this public. movie is fantastic. Uh, so first of all, again, a uh, really great character story inside of a well-told horror movie. Uh, so it has both plot and character. Surprise, that's something you can do with a story. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan uh, gives a performance that unfortunately will probably go... Uh, unheralded uh, in comparison to other things she's done in her career just because the kind of movie this is, but she's amazing. Anthony Starr is amazing. Uh, It's a really great, well-written story uh, that uh, it zigs when you think it's going to zag, and it 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 does enough of what you expect it to do to really put you off guard about the things that it does that you didn't expect it to do. Uh, it's a really great story, really, really beautiful film. This house that most of it takes place in is gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I am very rarely scared, and there is what we'll just call a dream sequence in case yeah. people have not seen it. <laughs> that legitimately scared me. Oh, my God, I wasn't expecting it. It's a good Great one. movie. Yeah. Uh, very bizarre at times. Mm-hmm. And also just Homelander. Oh, man, he's a shitty dad. Who would have seen that coming? <laughs> like a whole premise of, of one of the seasons of The Boys. That's so, fabulous. Uh, loved it. Just love Anthony Starr as a bad guy i love him so much um number two i love it i love cobweb uh number two for me uh i am glad that we recorded this episode so late in the month because this would not have made my list i would not have the one you mentioned just earlier today yep yep so uh i watched it last night and i immediately had to bump something off my list and that is salt burn Uh, This is the horror adjacent realm. It's more thriller than anything, but it also takes a long time to get into the thriller territory. You're going to have to sit through a movie that is very much a drama for a long time. Uh, And then when it gets into it, oh, man, it's so good. Um, I don't want to tell you a lot about it, except that Barry, mm, I did not look up how to pronounce his last name, Keoghan. I know it's Barry Keown, he was was in Eternals. He was in... uh... And Banshees of... Ish, Banshees of Inner Sharon. Yeah. Yep. I'm yeah. gonna go, I'm gonna go do over there like whatever that thing I was gonna do over there One was. One of my favorite scenes. It's I so, find that so endearing. That scene it's is devastating. Scene. Oh my god. Yeah. For both of them. Uh, yeah, this this movie, I'd seen a lot of people saying, like, I don't even think this belongs in the horror realm. I wouldn't say horror. I would definitely say thriller. Uh so one of the the actresses in this is Rosamund Pike. And if I had to compare this to something, I would say it's very much like Gone Girl, where it starts as a drama, and when it gets into thriller territory, it does not let up. Um, So similar to another movie that she had done that I also enjoyed. Uh, This, go into a blind, enjoy it. I hope you do. Uh, Barry, oh my God. I commented to a friend that this is one of those movies that people will say he was brave for doing. Uh, because he has to do some very eccentric things, and I could not get enough of it. I watched it last night, and I immediately went, yep, got got to add this to the list. This has to be on there. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Saltburn, it's streaming on Prime. Go check it out. Form an opinion. Cool, cool, cool. Side note, by the way, Michelle, I, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I missed this, uh, and I'm just figuring out here, but... Uh, were you aware that 
the young man uh, who plays Brian in Cobweb is Luke Busey, young son of Gary Busey. <laughs> not like not like grandson of Gary Busey through Jake Busey. No. Brother of Jake Busey, son of Gary wow. Busey, Luke Busey. I love, I love that for him. I, uh, I I didn't catch it during the film, but as soon as I bring up his headshot picture on IMDb, it's like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a Busey. Anyway, uh, my number one, guys, if you listened to yesterday's episode, our, our We Watch Stuff December 2023, you already know what this is. Not just my number one non-shutter uh, horror horror Jason of the Year, not just my number one uh, any horror horror adjacent of the year. This is the best movie I saw all year, uh, and it's called Godzilla Minus One, and it's so <laughs> like it's it's so much. It's one of those movies like I, I mentioned where you hear the hype and you're like, okay, people are saying it's gonna be great, but you also uh, like you have this idea in your head of what kind of great and how great a quote-unquote great Godzilla movie can be, like what it can be. And it manages to do so much more beyond that. Like I have said to many people, this is an Oscar-level sort of crossover between like a war drama and a disaster drama. It just happens to be about a giant monster. There are phenomenal acting performances here this script is beautifully written uh again if these were just like like battles in a war and not battles against a giant monster who sprays uh nuclear power out of his jaws uh like like people a certain kind of person would be crazy about this movie uh it's so 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 good and i want as many people as possible to see it even though it's already been smashingly successful uh see this movie as soon as you can if you haven't seen it yet see it as often as you can you're gonna want to it's so goddamn good my number one spot is also a mutant movie oh i know what this one is uh, another one i haven't seen Yep, we have not seen each other's number ones on the list. This, you know, if you're here and you hear something like Project Wolf Hunting, Dark Harvest, you would not think this movie belongs in the same category, but fuck it. It's my list. Hey, it horror adjacent is, is, is a broad spectrum. Yep. Love, love this movie. Never would have expected this would have made my top movies list, let alone arguably my number one of all movies. I was seeing that year. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Oh, my God. It is the most fun I have had in a theater this year. We took uh, my husband's nephews to it. I was not expecting to be into it, but I loved it so fucking much. The animation is beautiful. The story is great. They got back to a lot of the the turtle origins that I missed. Um, The entire all-star voice acting cast, wonderful. You put Paul Rudd in anything, and I'm going to enjoy it, even if he is just a small character. Uh, What winds up happening at the end with the mutants, that definitely falls into horror territory. The action is nonstop. The comedy is great. The soundtrack, I could not stop listening to. Great 
great movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, gets my number one non-shutter spot. Yeah, all the uh, all the legit hardcore Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle like old school fans that I know all say it's fabulous. And again, just one that I missed because my year has been chaos and haven't had a chance to go back and catch up with. But uh, it's definitely on my uh, "We'll See It Soon" list. Um. But I, I I think it's close enough to qualify as horror adjacent. I mean, Godzilla Absolutely. minus one is. Uh, here was the logic I exactly. used on Godzilla minus <laughs> one: is Shutter, uh, is current home of a film called Q the Winged Serpent. And if Q the Winged Serpent is horror or horror adjacent, then Godzilla is horror or horror adjacent. Uh, and also, frankly, as Michelle said, it's our show. Uh, but anyway. Uh, those are, uh, are, are, you want to re go through your top five list just one more time to summarize? Yep. So my list, uh, I forgot what order I did it in. So I'm just going to list them in the order I have written them down. Project Wolf Hunting, Dark Harvest, No One Will Save You, Saltburn, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I think the only difference is you flip-flopped Dark Harvest and No One Will Save You. Uh, because my top five was Megan, Ennis Main, Evil Dead Rise, Cobweb, and Godzilla Minus One. Hear me out, JD. Uh-huh. Ennis Megan. <sighs> Megan alone on a on a rock island studying a flower. Okay, well. Side note, by the way, if you do check out Ennis Main after you're done with it, I have a post on the Ghoul blog at wewatchshutter.com where I more or less break down exactly what I think is is happening in the film. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. But uh, check it out. Let me know what you think is going on in the film. <laughs> I loved it. I love it so much. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, I've got some miscellaneous categories that I had created oh. uh, because JD did not have the energy for uh, it. The energy or the creativity or the, yeah, I, I don't know what's about to happen here, you guys, but Michelle has okay. assured me that there will be a certain level of of quality content as well as entertaining content, so. Exactly. That's what I'm here for. Uh, we'll start with the very bland uh, category of just non-horror. Oh, okay. I do watch a lot of movies in general, so I just wanted to give a shout out to my favorite non-horror movies in a very quick summary. Is one of them Barbie? Uh, and yes, it is. Of course, it is. It that absolutely movie is, is fantastic. Great soundtrack. Uh, so Barbie, of course, is on there. Uh, we've got Fair Play from Netflix, which I think falls into the thriller territory, but was definitely not horror adjacent enough for me. Joyride, hilarious. Check it out. Um, it, it, yeah, I don't want to tell you too much. It's great. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I cannot get enough of these movies. Still haven't seen I it. am so... I am so excited for the third movie. I'm hoping we get in 2024, but I think they said they pushed it back another year. So Spider-Man across the universe. If you're a Spider-Fan, you you don't need to know. If you're a Spider-Man Spider-Fan, just go watch it. It's great. And then the movie for my number one spot by far for my non-horror category and is the whole reason that I decided that I needed to have this category so I could talk about it. Um, I argued that this might be the most horrific thing I had seen this year. Oh, yeah. I know what this is. I cried is. so Yep, I cried so hard in the theater that I went, I'm not enjoying myself, and I debated leaving because I could not get myself under control, 
Um, there was a whole thing that was very emotional and hurtful that I could not handle. But then there was also a huge catharsis because this is the end of a story that I have loved following along. And that was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of the year, even though I was hysterically sobbing and could not stop for some of the stuff. It it goes hard. James Gunn has never done anything I didn't like. That man I agree. is brilliant. He's, uh, he's incredibly talented. Uh, he's fantastic. Uh, see anything that he's done. Uh, that's definitely there were there were three specifically that I wanted to mention uh, as sort of not really horror films that I very much enjoyed this year. Uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy three was one of those three. Uh, the other two I wanted to specifically mention were, were uh, Barbie. Uh, which again, I ranted about on yesterday's We Watch uh, Stuff, December 2023. So I won't, I'll spare you. Uh, but just again, a movie very similar to Godzilla Minus One that was so much better than I expected because it's so much beyond the bounds of what I expected the movie ever could be. You know, I was expecting best case scenario, it was just going to be a really good version of a certain kind of movie and it's completely not what I expected and, and it's awesome. The other one uh, that I want to mention because I was frankly shocked at how much I enjoyed it and how enjoyable it was and that was uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Uh, if oh, you yeah, are, a, especially movie. if you are a, de like this, the tone of the story they tell and the things that happen like like the the dungeons and dragons movie from like 2001 2002 that was like just trying to make an epic fantasy film in the world of dungeons and dragons and what this movie does so well and so brilliantly is the things these characters do and the things they say and the way the plot plays out is so it, it nails the actual atmosphere and feeling of at least every D&D session I've ever been a part of. It's got the abstract silliness and the things that are just just off the wall ideas that it's like, oh, wow, actually it worked. Fanta it's it just nails that tone so well and i thought it was fabulous it was super fun great movie yep that should have been on my list but what would i bump off i have no idea probably fair play <laughs> uh okay my next random category that felt like something i had to make because i wasn't even sure if either of us would see any of these movies before we recorded uh this is my category of Movie that might have gotten my number one best movie of 2023 award if I had seen it. Uh, based on the opinions of lots of people I respect and usually agree with, there are a couple things that could have been on the list. Last year, that thing would have been The Menu. I did not get the opportunity to see it until January, and it probably would have been my best of 2022 list. Um, so here are my things. Godzilla minus one. People cannot shut the fuck up about this movie. <laughs> I want to see it so badly. It's so good. Uh, but they... They put in the shitty theater and I will not go to that one. Uh, and then the other two are just things that were released very recently. And with it being the holidays, we haven't had the chance to see them. Uh, one of those is one of the things that I was most anticipating for the year. The thing that I was most excited to see and I still haven't been able to see it. And that is Poor Things starring Emma Stone. That's, uh, that's the, and... the Yorgos movie. 
Yeah, uh, I'm very excited. I, I'm not sure if that's how you say no he, he did what killing a uh, sacred deer. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he does a lot of weird things. Uh, the favorite lobster. Yep. Um, and then the other one, I'm a huge Nicolas Cage fan, but I've heard from people that this movie is also legitimately very good. And that is Dream Scenario okay. starring Nicolas Cage. Came out very recently. Uh, I've heard it's kind of like a surrealist type movie. I'm expecting something along the lines of Bo is Afraid. Um, again, have not seen it. I have no idea. But that sounded like it would be very, very good. So uh, those are my three that I'll check back with you after seeing them and see if I have to retroactively add them to the list. Cool, cool. Hey, I just thought of a random uh, uh, interesting cat. I would like to also state uh, that uh, this category is called the best movie I saw in 2023 that wasn't released in 2023. Uh, oh, and that movie uh, is Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor. Man, that movie is stabby as shit. It's clever and it's twisted and it's weird and it's uh i think steps ahead of what he did with infinity pool a lot of people liked that movie a lot of people didn't uh but possessor is one that uh, i definitely recommend you see if you haven't seen it before uh that just popped into my head what was do you have a guess right off the top of your head michelle what the best horror movie uh you saw in 2023 that didn't come out in 2023 is it would probably be one of my horror comedies. A ones. wise answer um, would probably be The Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, but I'm not wise. Oh. So <laughs> it could be Bloodsucking Bastards from 2015 okay. or Murder Party from 2007. Um, and if not, either of those, Missing, a.k.a. Sagasu from 2021, which is a Korean film about a girl's father who goes, you guessed it, missing. Um, one of those. <laughs> it's almost like they planned it that way. Yeah, yeah. Fabulous. But no, I, I really enjoyed those three. So two horror comedies and one that kind of fucked me up a little bit Fair. because it, it was devastating. And it never let up. You thought it was maximum sadness, but it, it never stopped. Um, it kept getting sadder. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, my next random category that I don't think you're going to have anything to contribute to, but I thought it was a funny category. Uh, movie I was surprised to learn was Christian propaganda after watching it, but then wasn't surprised at all. <laughs> In that, there is only one nominee for this category, and that is Nefarious. I haven't even heard of this film. I really kind of enjoyed it oh, and God. then felt guilty about enjoying it uh here's the thing it's it's a christian propaganda horror movie it did not feel like that to me and then after finding that out i was like oh yeah this probably is horrifying to people who are very devout christians this guy embodies <laughs> everything that they are scared of it is a uh a man who claims to have been possessed by a demon when he murdered somebody i think it was and now he's on death row and there is a psychiatrist sent to uh talk to him and determine whether he is crazy or not and whether he can be put to death because he's sane or not and there are definitely some, we'll say, uh, some stretches that they have to make and go through. You but don't I really say. Like, they had to. They got to make I, leaps of logic and Christian propaganda. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't say that. But I love the guy who plays the prisoner. He is fantastic. He is legitimately scary. And I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, I'm kind of freaked out by him. I can see why this would be scary uh, to other people. At and any then point, it, there's a part. 
What? At any point did he say anything about, I am not a number, I am a free man? The prisoner? No, he did not. I'm so sorry. No, the disappoint. Uh, But he does become unpossessed at one point, and it's legitimately heartbreaking because suddenly the guy who is uh, actually the guy is aware of what is going on and very sad and very distraught about it and knows he's about to be put to death and then the demon just takes back over again. Um, Legitimately, fairly good movie. Not great. I would put it in my B-movie horror category, but I was surprised to learn that it was trying to sway me one way because I also felt like it swayed me in the other direction. It did not do a good job (laughs) of delivering the message that it was supposed to. Would have been a better horror movie if the dude had died without being repossessed. Uh, you'll have to see the movie and then see what you think about we'll it. We'll see huh? about that. I'm I'm definitely not <laughs> going to see the movie. I, I know. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's it's not. You're great, right, but it was surprising. You're right, Michelle. I don't have a selection for that category. <laughs> wow, surprising. I know. Uh, if if you're just tuning in for the first time, I do watch every horror movie basically that comes out, so I had to watch it. But I didn't know anywhere anything about from it. eighty and, you know, to one hundred and twenty films a month. She's an animal. Yep, on average. I try my hardest to keep up. Uh, Then my next category of biggest disappointment. (laughs) There are two, and it was no contest, but it was a contest of which of these belongs at the top. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which I am actively angry exists, and The Exorcist Believers. I wanted both of those to be so good, and I was anticipating them to be good. And they weren't, uh, we like, we don't like to say things are bad on this show because we try to, you <laughs> they know, they did we, not we work like for horror. you at all. They did not work for me <laughs> in the slightest. And there is a Winnie the Pooh 2 sequel. Yeah, like, I, uh, they're making a sequel and I'm not happy about it. I, I, I again, fortunately, uh, d- uh it seems based on the opinions of, of people I legitimately respect, uh, have not seen either of these films. Uh, obviously, I was curious about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, but I heard uh, a lot of opinions right away that it uh, it maybe didn't quite live up to what people were hoping it would be. Uh, so I just never got around to seeing it. Uh, and then uh, the other one, I've already forgot what it even was, so that ought to tell you. The Exorcist. Oh, believers. right. Yeah, I, I, how you ever had any expectation that that might be uh worth watching uh i guess maybe some people enjoyed it i i'm trying real hard but man i love possession movies and it takes a lot to fuck up a possession movie for me and this one did wow. not work for it, me at all okay well yeah and i'm exactly the opposite like uh, there are very few and very specific possession movies that i enjoy but the ones i do like i really fucking like and one of them is the exorcist we've talked about this Mm-hmm. Go That's check out that episode. That uh, wasn't as bad. Leap of Faith. Uh, we talked about that documentary where it's basically just a conversation with Bill Friedkin about The Exorcist, and then we talked about The Exorcist. It's a classic episode. You should go check it out. It's way back in the archive. <laughs> uh, this one I just thought was a fun stat that I had to add up, and that is the category of movie series I watched the most. Okay. Uh, Saw. And there are 10 movies in the series, and I watched at various times 28, I can't say 28 Saw movies, what would you call that? Like, I watched a Saw movie 28 times, and it was all within the last three months. So, 
Jesus. That's a lot of Saw. That's, uh... I know. When I went back and calculated it, that's a lot. Because I watched it all by myself. I made my husband watch all of it. He still hasn't seen Jigsaw or Spiral. And we are going to correct that. He doesn't know yet. I gave him a breather to, uh... But he has seen Saw X. And, uh... Yeah, I watched it. I Then I watch other ones randomly. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I'm on a saw kick and I can't get off. I, that's, uh, uh, I mean. Any rehab. That sounds like a problem you should discuss with your husband, but, uh, you know. That I need rehab oh, because I'm obsessed I'm, with saw Look, right now. <laughs> the moment has passed. I'm not going to bring it up. Listen back to it. You'll catch the joke the second time through. Uh, but, uh, uh, anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't know how, I mean, I've definitely seen a lot of Saw. Uh, I watched all, all, well, all but <laughs> the new one cause it was in the theater, but, so uh, yours might also be Saw, but you did watch a lot of Hellraiser. I, I saw more Hellraiser for sure. There's, uh, 10 Hellraiser, okay. 10 or 11 Hellraiser movies. And I only saw non-Saw, nine Saw movies. So I saw... Yeah. Oh, I saw a lot of Pinhead. A whole, oh, a whole <laughs> lot of Pinhead. So much. Pinhead. I watched Hellworld last night for the first time. Which one was Hellworld? I didn't enter it. Uh, they are in a video game, and they get an invite to go to a party. No, do you know like which number it was? Is it like number eight or not? I think it's number eight. I have anyway, no idea. No. Uh, I thought number was, six was, was pretty good. Number six was a pretty good movie. Number six was one of those first ones where it wasn't even a Hellraiser movie. They just bought the script and shoehorned some Hellraiser. That's what Hellworld feels like. That's what all of them are That's from true. six going forward. Well, I know, but I'm saying this one definitely feels like you didn't need Pinhead in this. No, you could have done all. this movie without Pinhead. And it probably would have just been like a favorite. Right, movie. right. Yeah, there's uh, uh, none of those movies. Uh, here's the interesting thing is I feel like none of those movies were improved in any way by making them Hellraiser films. But I also have to ask myself, would any of these films ever have gotten made at all if they hadn't been shoehorned into a Hellraiser film? Who knows? Who Not knows? Uh, my last category, this one's a slightly serious one. Not serious, but like a real category because I knew you would probably have opinions to add to it. Um, and it'll be my last random category that I created. And it's called Movies That Had No Right to Be As Good As They Were. Mm. Alternative title, Best Horror Comedy. Because these movies had no right to be as good as they were. Megan, of course, makes the list. Yes. Cocaine Bear makes the yeah, list. Okay. Slother Slother House. House. Slaughter House was then, way fucking better than it ever should have been. Exactly. That's why I made this category. Especially considering, one, it, before you get the last one in there, especially mm -hmm. considering when you think of a movie like Slaughter House and, and you, just the kind of movie it is, you expect it's probably, this is a PG-13 movie. And it's still fucking fantastic. Way better. So especially way better than a fucking PG-13 movie deserves to be. Uh, my last thing on the list, it is a German movie released in 2022, but again, did not get U.S. release until 2023. It was on Screenbox. It probably still is. And that's Scheiß from Germany. And it is about a man who wakes up in a porta potty in a construction site and is trying to get out. There's a metal bar that went through his arm and it's clear that the porta potty got knocked over and he's trying to escape. And it is so funny and so absurd, but very, very like phone booth esque in him trying to use his surroundings. And how is he going to notify somebody that he's here and what happened? And meanwhile, he's all covered in poop. Yes, he is. Mm. Yep. Seems like a 
Seems like a really. Say it. A, what is the English translation okay. of the title? I can't remember. Uh, I think they went with holy shit, but octoshize means like oh something shit. I think literally, Ape but shits. I think it means holy shit. Octo shits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Octoshize. That's yeah, a octoshize. that's a lot of shit. It's very good, deliberately absurd, but him trying to piece together the things around him to escape. And see, like, oh, my phone died. How can I still use it? Or, like, my phone fell in the porta potty. How am I going to get it out? <laughs> and that's disgusting. And then, how will I use it? And meanwhile, like I said, there's a bar that went through his arm and it's fucked up. Um, great movie. Did not have the right to be as good as it was. Actually, how dare it? Uh, I do have one movie that springs to mind uh, as a movie what? that had no right to be as good as it was. Uh, and that is a movie called The Breach. Uh, this is a sort of uh, uh, Lovecraftian, uh, sort of a throwback to movies like uh, like From Beyond and uh, The Unnameable, uh, sort of almost sci-fi Lovecraft uh, stuff uh, about some people who use some technological device to accidentally rip a hole between... Dem- anyway... Uh, very Lovecrafty stuff, produced by Slash of Guns N' Roses fame, among other people. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's it's not changing anybody's world, but it was really enjoyable. I had a great time with it. Uh, I think it also helped uh, that it uh, it came after a movie that I actually did think of that qualifies as maybe biggest disappointment for the year. Again, not because it's a bad movie, just because it wasn't what I was hoping it was going to be and it didn't work for me. Uh, and that's another Lovecraftian movie that was supposed to be a sort of throwback called Suitable Flesh. Uh, I was very much looking forward to that one and it just didn't work for me the way I wanted it to. And then I got to see The Breach just by chance. I had never even heard of it. I just saw it while, I think it's on Prime. Uh, I just happened to see it while I was scrolling through some some options. Uh, and also, yeah, definitely a film that has no right to be as enjoyable as it is. And it was fantastic. Excellent. Sweet. Yeah. Are we, uh, okay. do we have anything else to talk about, Michelle? No, we have covered a lot of. Yeah, we. Uh, I have some movies I have to see ASAP. Me too. I know you've mentioned it before, and I don't remember if I didn't watch it or I just didn't enjoy it, and so I've forgotten. Well, that's so. I'll go we've check done that those sorts again. of things. Check out all of these yeah, movies, absolutely. guys. Uh, do you have ideas on what you thought the best horror movies of the year were from Shutter from other places? Uh, you, you know where to find us. We're all over the social medias. If you don't know, the guy at the end of the episode will tell you where to find it all. Uh, any final comments for the first day of the year, Michelle? Uh, nothing major except that I hope your New Year's resolution is to listen to every episode that we put out and like it. We Whether did, or not you actually like it, force yourself to like it. We did 95 episodes in 2022, starting with our best of 2020, or in 2023, starting with our best of 2022 we just kicked off 2024 with our best of 2023. 
Those are amateur numbers, and we got to get them. <laughs> I watched too many movies. We got to. We got to do say. more than ninety-five this year, guys. Uh, here's to another episode every day. Here's to another. I don't know about that. You might be on your own. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seriously, thank you guys so much for for being longtime listeners. If you are, thank you for stopping to check out the podcast. If this is the first time you've checked it out, uh, we hope you come along for the ride and and see. Uh, what else we got to talk about in the future? Spoiler alert, it's going to be a lot of stuff from Shudder. Spoiler alert. And a lot of stuff from not Shudder, because yeah. Shudder only puts out a certain amount, so I wind up watching a lot of not Shudder. You were going to watch like it Saltburn. whether they put out a, a new movie every day or not. You were going to watch all that other stuff still, too. Yeah, of course. I just I watch all. All right. I don't have anything else to say. I don't think you have anything else to say except for one last thing. Say Happy New Year, Michelle. Happy New Year, Michelle. For more horror content, visit WeWatchShutter.com, where you'll find our world-famous, patent-pending ghoul blog and squelch files, as well as a schedule of upcoming episodes. Find us on social media at We Watch Shutter on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and I guess Twitter if you're still doing that for whatever reason. You can email us. Mail at WeWatchShutter.com is the address. Mail at WeWatchShutter.com. You can even call and leave us a voicemail. 701-566-9510. No, really. 701-566-9510. Give it a shot. See what happens. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media.